Every single day I feel Artlist I.O. Every single day I feel the pleasure Double up the weight, let's make it extra Working so my mother get a rest, yeah Working like I never know I'm best, yeah Every single day I feel the pressure Welcome back to the Woody Made Up show here in that one studios. It's the voice of rock. Music licensing. Be what he's made of. Ben Albert's in the building, guys. I, don't, I always say that. I don't know. Ben, you know what's funny? I say that all the time. Like, Ben Albert's in the building. What building are we talking about here? <laughs> I am in, in the building. building. <laughs> I am in the so, building. I don't know why I say that. Anyway, you're in the building. So, but Ben Albert's here. Like, uh, you know, I, I want to find out what he's made of so that you can, you can hear some of the things that uh, he's experienced and overcome, just like all of our guests. And he's the owner of Balbert Marketing LLC. He is also the curator of the Real Business Connections Network, where he hosts five podcasts. Once an underdog, now a successful entrepreneur, Ben is passionate about helping other underdogs achieve their dreams. And you can check him out at realbusinessconnections.com and also all over the place on, in social media and all that jazz. Check him out. All right, Ben, welcome to the show, man. See you, Rock, brother. Happy to be in the building with you, man. I love the show. I love the energy. I love the intro you come in. Mad energy here, and I'm just uh, humbled and excited to be chatting with you and the audience today. Well, appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. Well, we got to start the show the right way, man, and that's mm. with the question, what are you made of? Yeah, can I give you a difficult, weird answer? Do whatever you want, man. I mean, what, what do you think I'm made of? I'm just flesh. I'm bones. I'm a human being, you know? And, and, and to give you a more nuanced take on that, like, I feel like there is no perfect answer to life's biggest questions. Now, I know I'm a human being. I'm living, I'm breathing, I have a heartbeat. What I think's less, in, what I'm made of physically is less important. It's really just the journey, what we learn, and who we decide to become. Like, I don't have the greatest story from my background. Things weren't perfect. I don't think I was cut from a different cloth. I was an ordinary kid. But it's who we decide to become and what steps we take to become that person that's most important. Because most of us are just ordinary dudes, guys and gals trying to figure this world out. And the question is, what do you do with the opportunities given to you? That's the big question, in my opinion. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Are you a spiritual person? You could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, when you said what you're made of, you're talking about your body and everything, too. But, like, how much does, like, your spirit or your soul play into that as well? Like, you've really dove deep and thought about that as far as even just not just life and relationships, but business, too. Yeah. You know, the reason I hesitated a little bit when you asked if I was spiritual is because I don't follow a specific faith, like a specific doctrine. Mm -hmm. But I know that we're pretty darn perfect. The way our body works without us even trying, the way men and women fit together just so perfectly, the beauty of a woman, like, if there's a God, he made us pretty darn perfect. And if you look at nature and how that works, it's pretty darn perfect. So everybody wants to reinvent the wheel, really spiritualism, really just kind of feeling into, like, who you are and your place in the world is using the tools that are already in front of you. I spent a lot of my life trying to implement new tools. 99% of the tools you need are already right in front of you. You were born with them. So I've been learning how to use those basic tools. And is that spiritualism? I think 
a little bit. But another thing God says is ask and you will receive. And that's why I don't follow any individual doctrine in anything in life. There's not a single coach. There's not a single preacher. There's not one person that has every single answer. I think that there is no key. It's a combination lock. We each have our own unique combination. So if God asks us to ask and we will receive, I just like asking questions and seeing where life takes us, man. Too existential. Yeah. Does that make 100%. sense? 100%. But you know, that did come from the Bible when he said, ask and you shall receive. 100%. Though, so. <laughs> yeah. So if that's wrapped everything around that, then I think the Bible might be your main thing. I don't know. You may not follow like a particular dot. How do we get on this topic? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Where, where are you? Where are you located? Uh, Rochester, New York. Okay, up in the cold area right now. It's wintertime, and uh, I'm I'm in Maryland, south of you, and I don't mm. like where it is right now. I mean, we're at 43 degrees today, and uh, you know. But are, are you a cold weather dude? You like the snow? You like the that New York weather? You and I are both wearing a t-shirt, so. Um, but we're well, we're, in we're in studio, the house though. So. We're inside in yeah, warm studios. Yeah. But you know, I'm not a big outdoorsman. Uh, I'm not a big you know winter sports guy. I don't mind it though. I was born and raised in Rochester, New York, so I've shoveled snow about ten thousand times. Yeah, I mean, well, I've I've shoveled snow, but not that not that many <laughs> times. So, uh, like, yeah, I'm a beach guy, man. But like, so so then while being up in New York, and you know, I live in a rural area of Maryland. Yeah. To do what you do, the Real Business Connections Network, is it difficult uh, locally to do it? Or, you know, because here's the thing. Where I live, it's like a resort town. And in the wintertime, there's not much going on here. Most of my business is done virtually over the, you know, the internet. I travel a lot. To do what you do, is that mostly virtual and over the internet? Dude, it's all virtual. Yeah. I can go as deep into this as, as you think the audience needs. But the super short version is when COVID hit, I got let go from my sales executive role with corporate. Um, I didn't book a business taken from me, never really was an entrepreneur prior to them. And I started a Rochester, New York based podcast. It's now called Real Business Connections because we branded internationally, but it was called Rochester Business Connections. Why Rochester Business Connections? Because I'm born and raised there and I need some. I didn't have local connections. I was working, you know, all across Texas, California, New York City, all across the board with my book of business prior. So I started a Rochester, New York-based show. But where did we start? This was during the pandemic when I got furloughed. So I was talking to local leaders. You, you know this as good as anybody. When you have a podcast, it gives you the ability to network with people that wouldn't spend time with you. But since you have a medium and the ability to amplify what they're doing, they're happy to spend the time with you. So I was connecting with movers and shakers in my home city, but 100% over Zoom. In theory, I could have rented a studio, built a studio, followed COVID protocol, shipped them in. They might have said no, but the virtual aspect made it a very easy yes to be like, hey, Mike, love what you do, born and raised here in Rochester, putting together a podcast to highlight our local leaders. Would you be open to being featured on it? And the subtext is you can wear your pajama pants. It's low frills, like just show up, talk about yourself. I know you love talking about yourself. The subtext made it so easy for people to say yes. So to answer yeah. your question, virtual is kick butt. And even working in during a pandemic in my local city, why Rochester, New York? Well, I'm born and raised here and I'm a minnow 
in an ocean of sameness. I'm not so cocky that I think I can just start a podcast in a marketing firm and be the next Gary Vaynerchuk or Alex Hermosi. I can't. So if my local market isn't interested in what I do, now some markets are bigger than others. You kind of touched on that. But if I can't help people locally, I'm probably not going to work nationally. But I didn't even have to be in person to do it. It was all done via Zoom. And yeah, man, I just pick up my laptop and go wherever I want. And my clients are with me in my uh, suitcase anywhere I take my laptop with me. So you know how Yeah, it works. I love it. So yeah, podcasting allows you to have a conversation with people that normally wouldn't talk to you and or give you the opportunity. And that's why Ben Albert's on my show today because I invited him on my show. It's the only way I could talk to Ben. So anyway, <laughs> I just want to make sure... I'm easy to, to talk to. It's so true, though. Dude, I'm easy It's so true, dude. It's so true. Like, like you, you know, it's part of the press in a way. You know, mm. podcasting, you become part of the press. And when you're part of the press, hey, hey, well, I'd like to interview you. I'd like to interview you. Like, the, people, people love to talk about themselves, and they love more publicity, the, the ones that are smart. So, Ben, uh, with your business that you're doing right now with marketing, tell me what you guys do, and then how did you evolve into doing what you do? Yeah. Uh, can I tell you a quick story? It'll tie the two things together. I had someone reach out to me last week and literally she sent me this message. How'd you do it? And I'm like, what? Like she was obviously playing with me, but she's like, how'd you do it? I have been working for this company for 15 years and I learned more about my boss in 30 minutes of your podcast than in 10 years of working with him. Because a podcast, being part of the press, sets the stage and standard that we're here to be vulnerable and we're going to go deep. And you asked, what do I do? Really, all I do is amplify great things. I have conversations on the podcast. It's my job to amplify messages that matter. And then in the marketing firm, it's taking thought leaders. It's taking C-suite. It's taking the next best secret. Like they've scaled businesses. They're millionaires. They're onto legacy stuff. No one knows who they are. And they're wondering, I I have so much to teach. I want to create a legacy. It's taking these successful people and amplifying the messages that matter, getting their information to the people who need it, getting the knowledge from the people who have it, which is my clients, to the people who need it which is the people that need that message and that they can serve. And there's lots of ways to do that, man. Podcasting, social media, web design, running, ghostwriting for them. The list goes on, but it's really just amplifying messages that matter. Gotcha. And so do you have like a special niche that you guys focus on in there or do you do, are you more holistic? Uh, I'm definitely holistic. So I'm a generalist. I know a lot about marketing. I'm not here to talk about how cool I am, but I know a lot about marketing. The niche is podcasting and thought leadership, though. It's like a lot of people can set up a social media campaign. It's using the podcast as the content source. And I only like to work with relationship-based people because podcasting isn't the same kind of ROI like you can't measure it the same you like a, a pay-per-click campaign is relatively easy to measure there are long-term benefits that are hard to measure a podcast is so relationship driven i know i'm preaching to the choir but it's so no, no, the relationship so relationship driven that i like to work with people that are also relationship driven because the right connection could mean a million dollars of business in itself yeah, man, hundred percent, and and the, the branding that it, man, so much along with this, so right? Anything. Swiss you know Army what knife is what I say. It's a Swiss 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 Army knife. It does it all. 
Yeah, people don't realize this is one of the most powerful things, right? Is that when you go on a podcast, your name goes in the title, what you talk about goes in the title, and then everybody's so worried about their website and SEO. Well, guess what? What's better than one website with your name on it? Yeah. Thousands of websites with your name on it. And mm-hmm. that's what I realized. When I when I went first on a podcast back in 2019, five years ago now. Wow. A lot of time flies. But I, I started noticing this stuff, thinking about like, wow, man, like my confidence went up. I noticed that people seeing me being interviewed multiple times by other people is going to throw my credibility and authority through the roof. And then I also noticed this thing about like, man, why am I so worried about my website so much? Why am I worried about that when I could be on everybody's? Yeah. So I leaned into it, man. I was just banging them seven, seven to 10 a week. My wife was like, why are you doing so many podcasts? I'm just relaxed. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So are you working with people that like already know podcasting is important or do you have to educate people on that first generally? So with my podcast and just today, the day we're recording this, I'm speaking to an entrepreneurship class at a local college um, to talk about mindset. I'm educating people all the time. I don't get paid to educate, though. I feel like if I pass away with any info and education and ideas that I didn't share, if I pass away without sharing those ideas, it was a freaking waste. Because who could we have helped? Now, the people that actually pay me money are the ones that are super darn busy. Almost don't even care about the education aspect. They just want to dive in and have someone take uh, take control for them. A lot of times, you know, they already have a podcast, but it's exhausting. It's overwhelming. Or they've been on a bunch of shows and they want to start their their own, but they don't want to like get into all the technical different stuff and the lingo. Um, but to answer your question, man, I, I educate every single day, but I don't charge people for it, man. I think that I think knowledge is honestly a commodity. I think it's easy to get information. It's the implementation that really moves the needle. Hundred percent. I you know I was I actually did teach and I was paid. Uh, pretty well to consult, coach, do group coaching, all that. But then I started thinking to myself, why don't I create a service Mm. that helps people get the results? Because like I got so tired, Ben, of people not listening to me or not taking action or witnessing them. I'd be, listen, there's a lot of people that have success in these things, but I would be in a 10X community with Grant Cardone and all these people and, and, and all these different ones, right? And then I would see the same people and then there wouldn't be any results. I wouldn't hear any wins. A lot of people did, don't get me wrong, but the majority of them didn't. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'd rather be in a thing where, like, just move out of the way. We'll get it done for you. And I'll teach you along the way and get paid for that. Because then we're getting paid for results versus the education part of it, which I, I agree with you 100%. Now, I'm not saying I'll never get paid to teach again, but it's sure. going to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dial in the, the, the clientele to action takers. Mm. You know what I mean? 100%. I, I put on free networking events, and I also have a paid community. And that's another thing. I don't have a thousand members in my community we're small we're growing but if you're going to educate try to educate on scale is my only point there one-to-one education um you got to charge a lot and if they don't take action kind of hurts your ego a little bit but if you educate at scale um you can help more people at scale and that's the thing that i try to do yeah i love it all right so what's the story about you ben like rochester new york like take take us through growing up there what would would you experience Oh, I mean, lots of experiences. (laughs) 
Well, what yeah, but which ones experience? stick out that really were like catalytic moments for your life, you know, that you go maybe go back on and get energy from or lessons yeah. from or what sticks yeah. out? I'll give you a couple moments and a couple people. So I, I'm, I'm a short guy. I'm five foot eight. I'm in okay shape. I can shoot hey, a basketball dude. real Time well. Time out. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm five seven, man. You calling me short? <laughs> you know what's funny though? I, I feel like I'm five seven and a half, but I just round up. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was literally when I was a kid, I played basketball like five hours a day. I had a jersey for yeah. every single day of the week. I was a great shooter, won a ton of competitions. I was the shortest boy in school. The only shorter person than me was a little Asian girl named Olivia Lee. Jeez. Um, so get what happens when you're young and you're short and you're a dude. Like you get pushed around, you get bullied. I won't go this route, but I can. Like my dad was abusing drugs, alcoholic. My mom had a neurological disorder, so she had some health issues. And I just felt lost and lonely. And I liked basketball, but got my ass beat. And it wasn't until later in high school that a good buddy of mine, Brendan Gansmer, he started to show me music. And I shifted from, I'm an obsessed person is the point here, but I shifted from obsessed with basketball, obsessed with music, and in the music industry, there's a lot of creative types. There's a lot of outliers. There's a lot of rebels. And I found my tribe. And that was the first time that I actually saw the value and connection and community. Because when I was a part of something, the quiet and the shy kid suddenly was the loudest person in the room because he was amplifying bands. He was handing out flyers, setting up MySpace pages. Later on in my life, I started a music podcast. I didn't do it for anything other than the fact that I love music and I wanted to get into play is for free and this music podcast you know was 2016 when i started it years down the road i have a bigger podcast a podcast business marketing but i was just doing stuff that i love so like having a friend show me music and build that tribe was life-changing for me and another thing that was life-changing for me was just sitting next to my grandma at every single holiday because again quiet kid, shy kid, bullied at school. She was the most composed woman I've ever met. Um, we've got the dinner table. She's on one side. Grandpa's on the other side. I'm sitting to the right of her in the same spot still to this day. Like that is my spot. <laughs> and as a young quiet kid, like I liked talking about myself. I was a kid, like kids are selfish. And she would sit there and ask me every question in the world. And all she did was listen. And all she did is make me feel seen and heard. And I didn't realize at the time, she was teaching me how to help others feel seen and heard. She was teaching me the value of asking questions. She was teaching me the value of listening. And what do you do as a podcaster? What do you do as a marketer? As a professional that wants to make a difference? You ask a lot of questions and you do a lot of listening. And I don't know if I would have been able to embody that if it wasn't for grandma. So those are bits and pieces of my story, but we could go all day, yeah. brother, you know. Yeah, that's that's huge, man. It's huge. But yeah, be careful, man. I'm I'm five seven, bro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't listen, I have this body, right? You're you know, a big I got some boy. muscle on me, but you're a big boy. I, yeah, but man, my personality, like I, I just, I'm really intentional about being big mm. and I, maybe it's because we were always short. That's why we, you know, maybe kind of have that in us. I don't know, but I did play in a, a celebrity basketball game with T.O. Um, he was on my team and I ran with the guys. I scored two points and have four rebounds. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> some of the there guys scored 60 
but but nonetheless like basketball was uh, i never played like on the football i mean a uh, high school team i played football but baseball and wrestling but i love basketball man it's 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 just one of them things man like and i and and us short guys we have to be hustlers and defenders and be able to shoot you know and that's it we can't we can't dunk i miss layups all the time were you good at layups Oh uh, yeah. Well, you know what's funny though? I got really good at doing layups underhand because I thought it looked fun. That's uh-huh. a dumb skill set to have. <laughs> underhand layups with your shortest guy on the court doesn't get you that far. <laughs> it, it's all flash. Oh man. So what's the vision from here, man? Like with this um network and community that you have, like what do you see happening? Yeah, um, dude. Honestly, we're going back to spiritualism. I honestly don't really care. Sounds like a weird statement, right? I do what's in front of me. I do what's in front of my nose. Not drugs, but I used to. But I do what's in front of me. Okay, so I want to move the needle on as many people. Minimum, I want to move the needle on a million lives. And moving the needle isn't like posting a before and after photo and getting some vanity likes and excitement. Like actually moving the needle. And it's one conversation at a time by sharing vulnerabilities, sharing our stories, providing the knowledge. I'll give you a quick uh, acronym that I love and people love it. If you want to make cash, you need cash. And that's knowledge, attitude, skills, and habits. So if I can teach people how to make cash by strengthening their knowledge, attitude, skills, and habits, we can actually move the needle. And whether I accomplish my goals or not, I at least made the world a better place and I won't die in vain because like I said, I want to just give as much as possible because I don't want to go on my deathbed thinking that I should have shared more. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. I love that. I love impact people, man. You know, and, and what you're talking about a million people, it's not that you have to touch a million people. Like, the exponential effect of helping one person who knows exactly. how many that is so thousand people times a thousand is a million right it's really easy to get there when you do like really easy when you got the compound interest the multiplication yeah, effect of uh, yeah so with your podcast you said uh in the green room that there was five segments or right of your podcast and did kind of different genres can you kind of share with the audience like what how that started and then like kind of lay it out for us yeah, there's about to be six, too. Um, okay. <laughs> very simply put, Real Business Connections is the umbrella. Where it started was part of the question. It started with Rochester Business Connections, a local show. I rebranded a Real Business Connections. And I won't bore you with every detail of every single show, show but I've got a local show. I've got a long-form international show. I've got 15-Minute Friday, which is shorter segments. I've got Ben's Bites, which is just me with short monologues. I'm launching a panel show. I have another, I call it Real Hits, where I just rebroadcast other podcasters. I'm one voice. My guest is one human. You and I can talk in the green room about this. We'll talk offline, but I like to replay podcasts that I listen to. Um Dude, and it's like I'm part of a panel. We we go through the ABCs of growth and business. Like I'm doing a lot of stuff, and it sounds sexy and like a ton. It's really just personal growth and business growth, but creating different segments. People like short form. People like monologues. People like panels. People like long form. People like local. I'm like, let's just do it all. Let's yeah. do it all because, again, you don't know what your audience needs and I want to give it to them. 
And so how do you do that? Do you separate the, the segments on as different podcasts on Apple, for example? I do both. So Real Business Connections, if you just like type in Real Business Connections, wherever you found this, that has everything. But then I have an RSS feed, a specific feed for every individual segment. I lied. I think a couple of segments aren't on the feed. But if you want to listen to, for example, Rochester Business Connections, because you're a Rochester, New Yorker, you would subscribe specifically to that feed, or you could go to the main feed to get them all. Gotcha. Okay. It's good cool. marketing, man. And, and yeah, and I'm looking at that and it's just more content, the more content that you're putting out. And it's not like you're, you're, uh, watering down the content. It's different genres. So it's just freaking awesome. I love it. And I think that what's popping in my head here, right. Is like creating this, 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 uh, uh, Balbert, uh, media company or media Balbert media. And now you have a whole bunch of, and that's now it's not just yours. It's like several, you bring other people in. Is that crossed your mind or is that the intention? Yeah. Uh, people call Balbor Marketing, Balbor Media on accident all the time. So I think that's yeah. kind of in people's heads. Um, I don't like the word Balbor. Um, the first comment I got, so got let go from corporate. I'm like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Let's see what happens. Get in an LLC. Didn't really need one technically, but I'm like, I'm going to get an LLC and just something. Signed Balbert, made it up on the spot. B Albert, Ben Albert, Balbert Marketing. The first thing someone said to me was, Nobody even calls you Balbert. I'm like, I don't care. I am reinventing myself. It's Balbert. But at the end of the day, like we talked about this, we kind of breezed around it. But it's not about me, it's about the impact, it's about sharing. I don't like the name Balbert Marketing because it's got my name in it. It's not sellable and it's not as scalable as, for example, real business connections. You talked about the future. This is actually a big part of the future. It's no longer doing Balber marketing or Balber media. It's turning real business connections into that empire that does what you just said. It hosts my shows. It hosts other podcasts. It hosts thought leaders. Maybe we partner with you and get people on podcast tours like Real business connections, in my opinion, is a scalable brand. So the yeah, focus like for the future is to scale that brand. Yeah, I like it, man. And uh, and I uh, I I'm just got so many things to think about with this. Like when we start talking about this kind of, th I'm, I'm like creative and just like I oh, can actually. Too. I don't know if you could tell. Like I'm I'm actually seeing things. You're processing. You know, Kanye Kanye said that he can actually when he's doing music he sees color. He okay. actually sees like I when we're talking business, I'm the same way. Like I can see these different things, and I, my problem a lot of times, Ben, is like picking the one thing that's going to be the most powerful that I you know right now. Mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'm like, man, I got 15 things right now. What what should I do? And I finally like, I've I generally find the right thing to do, but that's the thing. It's like so many different ideas that come to me uh, off of that. So no, I love what you're doing, brother. If there's anything I can ever do to help, obviously we're going to explore collaboration for sure. But uh, once you have, you know, come on my show, I just want to become a resource and uh, connection. While anything I can do to help you elevate and, and impact the people you want to impact, uh, I'm up for it, brother. Same. I don't so treat it lightly. Best place? I, I'm oh, on a that? soapbox real quick. I don't treat yeah. it lightly, bro. I, I don't jump on a podcast because I think I'm the next best thing from sliced bread. I'm here because I want to build a relationship with you and the listener. I tell people all the time, like, this is how I create relationships with random people. If I'm watching a YouTube video, if I'm listening to a podcast, I reach out to the host and I reach out to the guest. 
now I don't reach out to the host every single episode if I listen to every episode, yeah, yeah. but I do listen to every single guest and I drop them two to three takeaways. I make sure that they know that I'm listening and people care because that one message on a bad day can completely change the course of someone's life, especially if they're thinking about throwing in the towel. Like this is no one's listening. Like this is shit. So I'm not here to waste anybody's time. I want to build a relationship with you and the audience member. And again, like when you consume something, why not take that tiny little extra effort to like send a DM? And again, I'm on a soapbox, but this is not going to be the last time we talk, man. It might not always be online, but we're going to be talking soon. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm all in on that. Like what I do every day, like same thing. It's like elevate people, elevate mm -hmm. people. So many people are struggling out there right now. And and like you said, if they're ready to give up on their podcast or being a guest or their business and that one thing just pushes them a little further, dude. You're you're a great dude, Ben. And you and I know you don't want to be on a soapbox and and you don't think like that, you know, you want to be known as far as uh all about you, but you know what? I think it's important that you know that you're a good dude and you're powerful and you're going to impact even more people than you have, brother. So thanks for being here, Ben. We try and appreciate you. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Hang tight, Ben, while I wrap this up. Appreciate you coming to the What Are You Made Of show in that one studio and hearing our guest ingredients to what's gone into making them who they are. We're going to continue to do what we do and bringing you great guests. Until next time, it's your boy C Rock signing off from that one studio. What Are You Made Of show, beat that one.